You girls ready? <laughs> you ready, Weston? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, he's ready. I think it's time to go. I do too. Oh, it is. All right, here we go. Welcome to This Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. And beyond. Today we are discussing Season 2, Episode 9B, Baga's Rival, with special guests, our kids! Our kids! Our kids are here! I'm here with my son. Hello! I'm Weston. Say hello, kid! Hi. What's your name? Zoe. She's turning eight today. <gasps> today? Yeah. And what's your name? Camille. And Weston, how old are you, buddy? You gotta say it. It's a podcast, dude. Oh yeah. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple of eight-year-olds. Weston, uh, what is your history with Ewoks? How many how many Ewoks episodes have you seen? Well, I usually watch them with you even when I'm not on the podcast. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode so far? Hmm. I do like the one with the season scepter. Oh, yeah. We had a good time with that one. Yeah, that one was fun. Steve likes the Sun King with his gnarly surfer voice. Man, like, totally got stolen from me. <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, it was really like, good. so cold, man. Yep. Yeah. How about Zoe and, Zoe and Camille? Do you have an Ewok that you like the best? Camille likes Wicket. Ah, okay. That's cool. I like Tipo. Tebow? Tebow's yeah. your favorite? Why oh. do you like Tebow? I don't know. I just like magic. Oh, the magic. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I like sense. how it just oh. never works. <laughs> no, Lada, remember when you, when you take a picture of me and I had glasses on my eyes making the story? You walk with glasses on. Yeah, you were you walk with sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Zoe? What were you going to say? I like the mom um, of Wicked and I like... Oh, yep. Yeah. You like her? I like all the girls that are. Oh, yeah. Latara, Nisa, Shadu, yeah. Well, Weston, can you tell us a little bit about this episode that we're watching? The script was written by Linda Wolverton. Oh, yeah. Directed by Heidel Schott. Okay. This episode first aired on November 8, 1986. That's a long time ago, Dad. I know. A long time. I know. Steve, what were we in 1986? Do you remember? We were wee boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> Any other facts about this episode, Weston? Let me think. Uh, this is the final of three episodes that were never released on home media. That's right. Oh, never. Like, released. ever. <laughs> That's right. Three of the episodes from the whole series were never on any VHS or any DVD. They just aired the first time and then were gone until... Uh, Disney Plus dropped the whole show. And this, so this is one of them. This is the least seen episodes of Ewoks ever. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's like a secret episode. And especially because we talked, we were talking about the last time uh, Linda Wolverton wrote an episode. And mom was on with us, Weston. Really? Linda Wolverton went on to write like The Lion King and all sorts of like crazy Disney hits. So this was like early in her career and she was just writing Ewoks. So pretty cool. Yeah, probably the person that did the best out of anyone from the Yeah, really. I guess, yeah, her and her and Paul Dini, I guess, were the two that escaped. Yes. What about a featured cast member this week, Weston? Who should we talk about? Well, 
joining the cast, the voice cast in season two is Michael Pritchard, but his specific roles are not detailed. Still, he has a lot of history with the Ewoks. That's true. That's mm. true. He appeared on screen as a card player in the film Battle for Endor. And Steve, this is the most interesting part. He voiced Chuka Trock in Caravan of Courage. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Chuka Trock is like a big bulky one. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one. Call off. That's right. He's the one where they're like, oh, we need a heavy. Call in Chuka Trock. Yeah, we need the we need the warrior. He's the, the literally the only warrior, let's be honest. True. <laughs> That's true. The, Wicket the wants to be a warrior. Wicket does want to be, but he ends up being a lurdo most of the time. Yeah. Oh. All right, Steve, are we gonna are we gonna do some uber detailed plot? Yeah. So uh Camille, would you like to tell us how the story of this episode begins? Baga's rival? How does it start? You walk to trying to pull Baga back to their house for a bath, and then mm-hmm. um, Suki came. They saw the dog in the bottom, he just went and fell in the water, and um, Silky had wings to fly. That's true. So what happened when they met Silky? Was there a little bit of magic? Yeah, Silky had some sort of magic, right? Um, then, then, what is her name again, Daddy? Silky? No, the girl that flied on Silky. Oh, Oh, who's it, Zoe? Nisa. Nisa was riding on um Suki and then Suki turned into a dragon and then they they bring her to this weird cave. Oh yeah. What's next, Zoe? Wicket and Baga went after them and mm-hmm. Wicket told the others to go out and warn um, Chief Chief Chirpa about this and um <laughs> So what did it was uh the evil cat witch yeah. Jadru? Yeah, what did she do? She tried to wrap Wicket and Baga in her maze, mm-hmm. but they didn't. She didn't, right? She failed. Why were Wicket and Baga able to find them? How did they do it? Baga picking up scent. Yeah, you could smell, right? And then how did what did they do to defeat Jadru? What did they do? Um, broke all the levers and trapped her. Trapped her in her own maze, right? And then everybody got saved. That's why you don't have a maze right in front of your house. <laughs> you could easily get locked out. I know. Like, why would you do that? Because you could get locked out anyhow. anyhow like um, I know. Like, you try to get out of your yard, and you're just like... I'm lost. How do yeah. I get back to my house? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> how do I get out of it? It's trapped there. It's trapped there. It's trapped there. It's trapped there. I don't know how to get out of it. I went the wrong way. And they closed behind me. So, ah, piranhas. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of lot of bad things can happen when you when you live in a spooky cave maze. I thought um, I thought Silky Steve kind of looked like what, what My Little Pony looked like in the 80s. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Now they're all like... Sleek and cool. Yeah, that's right. She becomes a unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah. It's like a little unicorn nub. Just a little me me me. Weston, what did you think of Silky overall? Well, I liked her, but probably one of my favorite parts, which yeah. is this is not hot what you're gonna believe, but okay. One of my favorite parts is when Silky turns into a killer mutant devil monster demon creature. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. She goes from like My Little Pony to the Creature of the Black Lagoon or something. She gets all scaly and it's a good twist. You kind of know it's coming, but it's still fun when it's like, oh, Silky's evil. Oh, no. Why did why is Silky trapping me? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing in the well, world. Because of Silky, because of Silky, what, how did they treat Baga? Baga! Baga. Yeah, I think it is. I think she's right. It's Baga. <laughs> Probably. Baga. They say that. How did how did they how did the Ewoks treat Baga? Uh, meanly. Meanly, yeah. Like they hated him. <laughs> yeah. Baga kept trying to like help out and, and do things when like when they're crossing the bridge and stuff. Baga kept trying, and they were like, "No, we don't care about you. We only care about Silky because she's new and pretty." Yeah. Yeah, we don't want on an old donkey. Princess Nisa um, <laughs> said to Baga when he was on the log to get off, and then right after the unicorn, Silky, yes, just flew over him, and then Baga tripped, and it's it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just like they're flying overhead. Oops. Baga tripped. Yeah. Well, I actually noticed that Silky, while she was flying, her leg was down a bit. Huh? And that's what made Baga fall. Yeah. Oh, you think Silky kind of tripped Baga? Yeah. So, oh. like, I fall. Sorry. Maybe. Maybe. I thought it was funny that they just didn't question it at all. They were like, here's, here's a new flying magical horse creature. And they're just like, whatever. Yeah. Just bring her back to the village. No problem. We... We haven't had any issues. Nisa invited her into her bed, you know. I know. Which was kind of just like having a horse or a mini pony yeah. in your bed. <laughs> it's just every yeah. time they meet a creature, they're bad. Like, why would you bring it in? It hasn't had a bath yet. Yeah. That's a good point. And you don't know where it came from. And right. Yeah, you don't, don't know where that horse has been. You just They just trust it automatically. Yeah. yeah. Why did Hid Silky have butterfly wings yeah they were kind of odd like it didn't fit her at all yeah right and it was like silky had to like push and then they yeah came out so it's like yeah it kind of jolted his head forward and then yeah. like Bing! yeah and then these tiny little butterfly wings popped out i was expecting big sort of like pegasus feathery like angel kind of wings but... like, <laughs> yeah. like chicken wings <laughs> Wings. It's yeah. like chicken wings. It's like chicken wings on a hawk. Yeah. Like eagle wings or something. Right. But they were just goofy little horse butterfly wings. wings. Horse wings. Or what? Unicorn wings. <laughs> unicorn wings. No, a Pegasus is called a Pegasus. No. It's called Pegasus. <laughs> Steve, yeah, I thought it, it was Pegasus. I thought it was crazy that we had another plot that was like, here's this crazy witch woman we've never seen before with a plan to seal the stunt, steal the sun star, just like right after yep. the season scepter, like it's the same. <laughs> I just thought that was really yeah, weird. Same deal. I feel like we haven't really talked about the sun star like at all in season two. And then we have almost back to back these two episodes where the same thing happens. And the sun star is such a, like a crucial part of it. I just thought it was weird that they put True, them so we, close together. Like- I'm trying to remember back. It was what in the first season, right? With the episode with the sun star and the moons. No, night stone or no sun star and shadow. Is the other yeah, half, I don't remember. Right? Shadow is evil. The other half is evil. It's, yeah, you remember. And then if you hold the 
bad, uh, like the evil side, yeah, over, like here and face the um, the good side over there. The good side just covers all of it, but if if you switch it around, bad and then blah blah. Yeah, it's like a it almost like it's like a yin and yang stone, but like doesn't make sense because sun star, the sun is a star, so it's just saying the exact same thing twice. <laughs> Yeah. The evil one is the Shadow Stone. It's Shadow Stone. Star and okay, Shadow we've Stone. never heard of that anymore. But yeah, we haven't talked about that since season one, so it's kind of funny. to it's... The Shadow Stone, yeah. It's almost like all the evil people, they all want the Sun Star. Yeah. Well, no one wants the Shadow Stone? I guess, is that already claimed? I, I guess, guess it's not. I don't know. I don't know why would they want the Sun Star if they're evil. Yeah. Do they want to just turn good? Well, I think, like she was saying, if you put them together, they're even more powerful. I think that's why they want them both. Maybe that's, yeah. yeah. Whoever's using it, if it's, like, a good person, it changes to good. Yeah. And if it's a bad person, it changes to bad. It was nice that we got to see some more Ewoks this time, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, we saw a lot. And we saw we're back at the home again, right? That's right. You know, so we, I thought that was who great. Said, who said Shadu was their favorite? Was that Zoe or Camille? Who said that? Joey liked Shadu. Like Shadu the best. So we got Shadu here. We got the little sister Ewok. And then in the end, Chief Chirpa and like, you know, the other elders of the tribe come and rescue them, which I feel like hasn't happened. I know, maybe and there's ever. one thing that I don't get because yeah. he's just like wicked, Nisa. Like he says Nisa in the exact same voice when he rescues her. That's and true. then when he picks her up, he says it in the exact same voice. Yeah, it almost is like they used the same sound clip of him saying Nisa I, twice. I think they did. I think they did because exactly they're lazy. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah they that's did. True. Yep, yep. But I thought it was cool that we saw the other Ewoks because we were just talking about that last week, how we never see any other people. And here they showed up and actually were helpful. You know, so that was that was cool. Yeah, it's nice to see that like... You know, the warrior Ewoks are actually warrior Ewoks. It's not just Wicket yeah, the whole right. time. Exactly. Although on that subject, I thought it was interesting that this is the first time in a long time that Wicket actually did a brave thing. And it wasn't by... He did. It was on purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. It was on purpose. He yeah. and, he and uh, Wicket and, and Baga went to go save Nisa, Baga. right? It's a Baga! Baga, whatever. Baga, Baga. <laughs> yeah, and they had, a, they had a plan. Like, Wicked and Nisa actually had the plan to uh, trap her in the maze, which was clever. Yeah. I did think it was funny that she's this magical, mystical creature, but her maze is controlled by a series of levers. <laughs> like, she's one of the Flintstones. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. I know. I like, she's all magical. Why can't she just go, like... Close that door because I don't want my weird prisoners that just came in escaping. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. a weird cat oh, creature. Would it be just easier for her to just close all the doors so they're stuck in a room I think instead probably. of trying to figure out how to get through the maze? Out exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and they'll be in there forever. Yeah, I thought it was funny too that. It, again, like last time in the season scepter when he got the giant hockey stick for his belt, this time Chief Chirpa is like, here, here's a three-foot piece of lever to put on your belt. Like, what the heck? Same thing. I was like, yeah, that's going to go great. It's not his. like the little knob on top. It's like the whole lever. It was crazy. Yeah, why didn't... There's some weird thing. Whatever Wicket gets, he just never... He never actually puts it on his belt. True. You never see it. 
It's never on be walking around like the Home Depot rejection right. se- section or something. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, yeah. Covered in planks of wood and like rocks. I know. He's just like, here, <laughs> this giant stick will work great on your her tiny belt of honor. It's about two hundred and thirty-two times bigger, <laughs> but it'll still fit. <laughs> yeah, like why would you put it on? Put a jackhammer and saying that it'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you notice when Chief Chirpa was giving him that piece, the art in the background just became, it was like a chalk drawing. It was crazy. Like the close-up of Chief Chirpa handing him the belt, it's not, it's weird. It's like, it really looks like a chalk drawing in the background. It's like, strange. they forgot to animate that or something. It was, it was really No, I was looking right at the lever and going, yeah, here we are again. I'm sure. How will this never fit? All right, let's. Let's talk about our favorite and least favorite parts. How about that? Let's get into yeah. our let's get to our Ichiwawa moment. Zoe, did you have an Ichiwawa so moment? What was your favorite? Um, everybody got saved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when everyone got saved. Yeah. yeah, by the by the Ewok elders. <laughs> yeah, it's not every day that you get saved by an old man. That's right. <laughs> Not every day. <laughs> Not every day. Not every day. Just one day. A and then two. Imagine an old man uses use like this kind of sword to um to walk. Yeah, on. like you're stuck in a small cabin, and an old man comes just like, oh, here, use my stick to kill this person. Oh no, my sword is too heavy. Oh, bang. <laughs> what What about you, Weston? Did you have an Ichiwawa moment? What was your favorite part? I did really like when Silky turned into a killer mutant devil monster demon creature. Okay. But I think my favorite part was when just like they just had this giant stick. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, how did they even, how did they get through the entire maze with an 82 foot long stick? Who had his giant stick? The battering ram. Yeah, that was really, that was, battering ram. was pretty good, no, pretty and good foresight to bring a battering ram. I know. How did you get it in there? It could like break. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it really could. It really could. They were lucky that it worked. What about you, Steve? Did you have a favorite part? I think my favorite part was <laughs> the intense scene where the door is being battered down, and I was just like, "Wow, this uh, this witch is way more powerful than anyone we've seen yet." Blasting through this wall, and then it happened to be, yeah. which I think I think may have been Chuka Truck right there in the front. That's what I had in my mind. Oh, I bet you're right. I think he I bet had you're the right. wood, the wood going on his chest, the wood uh, um, armor. But yeah, that was like for me, that was my favorite part too. And we thought it was the okay. witch, but it was actually the, the Ewoks. What about you, Camille? What was your favorite part? Yeah, Camille. That Silky turned into into this dragon thingy guy. Yeah, you like that. You like that because you. What's your favorite color? Green. You liked him because he was green, right? There you go. Yeah. He does look pretty cool. Yeah, except teeth that are always showing. Like, even when he does that, he's just like... <laughs> he looks like... He looks like Two-Face. He looks like Two-Face. He's just like... Yeah, he does. He has some He has some gangly teeth. I just like that they had a plan. Yeah. The, the fact that they were like, let's work together and, and like outsmart this witch. I feel like that hasn't happened in a super long time. So I was like, right on. Ewoks are being clever. That's great. Yeah. What about a least favorite part? What's our Oka Vark moment? Camille, what part did you what, what part did you like the least? That everybody saved him. <laughs> you didn't like that everybody saved him? 
<laughs> you wanted the Ewoks to be trapped forever? <laughs> I turned into an old man. Yeah, you want to make it to turn into an old man in the dark. Turn into an old man. <laughs> that certainly would have been a. That and then turn very wise. You can just must find a secret way to get out. Just like, oh, there's a lever in this chair. We, yeah, I'm right? leaving. Zoe, what was your least favorite part of the episode? When Silky came into this thingy, me jiggy thingy. <laughs> and Silky turned into the. Oh, oh you didn't like that. <laughs> okay, uh, you didn't like that. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. What about you, Weston? What part did you not like? I think my least favorite part was probably when the butterfly wings. Oh, you just didn't like the butterfly wings. Yeah, so it's like putting like chickadee wings on a falcon. <laughs> <laughs> that's so specific. She's like, mmm, that's so specific. Mmm, like, okay. This is very dumb. Imagine the wings were like a size of a butterfly's wings. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to lift that weird endor horse pig monster? <laughs> Tiny little wings. Yeah, what exactly do you even call that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I don't need that. Wait, did we have Tebow in this? Yeah, he was in there. I don't remember. He was yeah, okay. At the beginning, remember oh, he yeah. was one of the three that were uh, pulling. Yeah, at the end they uh, were thinking harsh. What about you, Steve? What was your Oak of Arc moment? I think my Oak of Arc moment was also the uh, butterfly wings. I thought that was like really lame. Yeah, it was a strange was extra. I know. But it just made. I guess it made sense to the story. But I was just like, oh, he can fly, and he's got like silly pink wings. As you know, it just yeah. didn't match like the what. Yeah, know. not at all. I was just like, oh, I kinda, really? <laughs> I kind of wondered if it really was supposed to be kind of a dig on My Little Pony, you know, or at I least wonder. like kind of kind of playing with that because they really, that's what they look like in the 80s. They were that big, like chunky kind of design. So yeah, maybe that was it. I just thought the end where they come and they sort of redo, oh, well, now we'll trap her in the maze. They kind of redo the plan. And Chief Chirpa does that by just breaking all of the levers like i don't really understand how that would he just snaps the top off and he's like there and apparently she's trapped forever i guess Jade i guess yeah, but just then how did like... they get out is the question without letting her out right yeah because they had to break through the maze to get there yes yeah, so i i was a little confused about that yeah because that because, doesn't make sense they right? they just destroy to... the entire maze right and then since the, all the doors are completely destroyed yeah, then how, how are you out? gonna get her oh i know yeah. stay how are you going to get the cat to stay, too? Oh, Zoe has an idea. How do you get out? That was actually like a ginormous sand pity thingy. Oh, yeah. So they could just oh. dig a hole at the top. Oh. Oh, dig their way out? I see. Oh, that's right. It was like a, a burrow thing, out, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, if they broke one wall, why not break another? Yeah. Actually, they broke the entire maze to get there. All right. Well. What a wild adventure we've had on this podcast today, Steve. Did you guys have yeah. fun? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Weston, did you have fun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, I feel like this is the first time in a long time that there was a cohesive story. Yeah. It was a moral and it wasn't just the Ewoks like, oh, I'm just going to go out and do, I'm just going to go out and save yeah. while the parents stay at home. It was like, Wicket decided to go do it himself, even though everyone else right. was on the same yeah. thing. So that, I feel like that made more sense. Where like, 
the elders of the village were going to go out and save Nisa, but Wicket was like, well, I want to do it myself. I want to get there. And, and you know, it, it was true to the whole, if I get there first and right, save right. her, then I'll get something for my belt. I thought this is finally an episode that actually makes sense in the overarching metaphor yeah. of this entire season right. about trying to get trophies for the belt. Weston, you think you know what the moral is? What, yeah. Go ahead. What do you think it is? Sometimes you can't do everything by yourself. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I also thought like loyalty was kind of one too because yeah. they they liked Baga and they trusted Baga, and then when the new person showed up, they were like, "Oh, forget about Baga. We're just going to focus on this new one." So they were kind of disloyal yeah. to him. Like seriously, you know? why would you just like every single creature that they find is always evil? Right, but they trusted Silky. If you find a creature in the woods, do you do you trust that or do you trust your 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 friend that you've known all along? My dog. You trust your dog? Yeah. That's wise. That's very wise. Yeah. I trust my father. Thanks, man. Yeah. So Nick, how would you rate this episode? Oh, good question. Hmm. Well, there's there's some goofy parts of it, but I feel like the writing was maybe more solid than a lot of the other ones because it was a cohesive story that made sense and people acted in ways that made sense to me. So I could give it a 4.5. I put it up there pretty high. That's that's what I was going to do. I was going to do 4.5. Yeah. Weston, what about you? I give it a three and a half. Three and a half? 3.5? 3. 3. Okay. 3.5. What would you girls rate this one? A million? <laughs> a a million. million? That's too many. That is way too many. Well, it's out of five. So yeah. one through Yeah, five. there's no sense of scale if you rated a million. No, zero to five. <laughs> uh, three and a half? Okay. What about you, Camille? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Thank you to all of our special guests this time. What an adventure. This was our own personal caravan of courage. Yes. <laughs> You're saying thank you to a boy that's right next to you and to a, a man that's right ne um, next to him and then a girl yeah. that's right next to this guy and a girl that's right next to the, me. Yeah, that's right. All of us, yeah, right? I got all it. five of us. Yep. Weston, can you, can you tell everybody what we're going to be talking about next time? Next time we're doing episode 10A, Horville's Hut of Horror. Ooh, Horville's <sighs> Hut of Horrors. Stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, Steve, I'll see you next time. Thanks again, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Say bye-bye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on this network include 9021 Here We Go, 90s Music Got Me Taken Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on upcoming episodes by hey, following us on Facebook and Twitter at This Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasting stuff. <laughs>